What makes podcasting more intimate than other media? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 279. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Podcasting gives you a, a more personal, even intimate connection with people. And it's more personal and more intimate than blogging, radio, video, and many other forms of media, broadcast media, even aspects of social media. So I want to share with you eight things that make podcasting more intimate than other media. And I'd love your comments on this too. So if you'd like to respond to any of these things I share or add your own additional points that you'd suggest, then please comment on the show notes for this episode, number 279, at com slash intimate. These eight things are, number one, being authentic, number two, speaking directly to individuals, number three, building relationships, number four, publishing consistently, number five, taking content everywhere, number six, engaging with real people, number seven, connecting through social media, and number eight, focusing on the niches. Let's dig into this in more detail. Number one, being authentic. There's a realness to podcasting that you don't get almost anywhere else through other forms of media. Take writing, for example. It's often edited, and you have no idea who really wrote those words. Video has a lot of production to it, and that production is important, but it can also remove some of the authenticity to that video. Radio is very rigid because they have a certain broadcast clock that they have to follow, and they must stretch or squeeze their content to fit within certain time blocks, and they're reaching an audience of thousands or millions, maybe. And many other similar issues exist with other forms of media. Think about TV. You may watch every single episode of your favorite TV show, every little piece of extra comment, listen to every commentary. You follow those TV stars on social media and such. But do you feel like you truly know the people you see on screen? Probably not. Because what you see of them, most of what you see of them, that is, is an act. They are pretending to be someone else. Now, you may watch some kind of reality TV show, and the actual reality to reality TV shows is the, the butt of many jokes often. But even if it's a, a talk show, what you see on TV is still very highly produced. It's inflated to some degree. But most of what people share in podcasting is their authentic selves. Authenticity is about being real, not about being fully transparent, especially not overly transparent, to share every single mistake and to be as blunt and ugly and lay it all out there as possible. That's not authenticity. That's transparency. And the two are very, very different. Authenticity doesn't mean you have to be fully transparent. Authenticity is about how you share the amount that you decide to share. I'm authentic with the Audacity to Podcast. The way that I speak in the Audacity to Podcast 
is true to myself. It's true to my personality. I approach these things in a very real way that's real for me and fits my personality. But I don't tell you about my personal life and every little struggle. I don't talk about my shoes. I'm not transparent in that way. Sometimes some transparency comes through and that helps strengthen that authenticity. But this is the number one thing that makes podcasting more intimate than other media, being authentic. Number two, speaking directly to individuals. Most TV and movie content doesn't speak directly to the audience. You're always looking at the people from a particular angle. Even when a show does speak to their audience, they're speaking to the audience that is directly in front of them, and they're speaking to a very large audience, thinking thousands or millions of people are watching right now. So I'm speaking to all of them because this show is broadcast at this particular time, so it's very likely that thousands of people are watching all at the same time, and they're probably even watching together. Radio gets kind of close to speaking directly to an individual's because you don't hear the audience usually in radio. But since radio is live, you still have that aspect of the hosts talking to a mass audience with terms like all of you or everyone out there or things like that that to you, the listener, makes you feel a bit small compared to everyone else because they have a large audience and you're just one little person in that audience. You probably almost never hear an individual audience member named unless that person calls in or participates in the show for in some way for that particular episode, but you may never hear them referenced again. Podcasts are different. You may hear the same audience member referenced time after time as they send in great feedback or as they build more deeper relationships with the host or the rest of the community. Podcasts are really different from these other traditional forms of media broadcasting. Podcasts are almost always consumed via download and later than they were published, but within a very short amount of time that they're consumed. Even if a podcast has millions of listeners, most people listen by themselves, not surrounded with fellow fans. So when you are speaking to your audience of your podcast... You're speaking to one person. Yes, maybe tens or twenties or hundreds or thousands of them at a time, but you're still speaking to one person. So address your audience as one person. Say you, your, thank you. Instead of, I want to thank everybody out there listening. Well, that's very impersonal. I'm not speaking directly to the audience if I say everybody out there or all of you. It's like if you and I met inside a room and it's only you and me inside this room. And what if when I come into that room and I'm talking with you, I don't look at you. I just look all around. I'm looking at the walls. I'm looking past you. And as we're talking, I say things like all of you. Well, it's great to see all of you here today. Or I just want to thank all of my audience for talking with me. I just want to thank all of my friends for talking with me right now. If you're that other person and I'm talking to you in that way, how would you feel? That's the way your audience can feel in a, at least a small way when you talk to them as 
a mass audience instead of as individuals. So number two, speaking directly to individuals makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Number three, building relationships. Good relationships are built on trust, and authenticity creates that trust. Not only will your audience feel they know you, but they will often get to know your personality through various levels of engagement, like social network conversations, in-person events, direct correspondence, and such. When you talk directly to your audience and they're listening by themselves, it's easy for a small personal connection to mature into a relationship at different levels. And then you can foster that relationship. You can continue to add to that relationship. And it's very easy to get it started. This is something we can do in podcasting, especially when you have a small audience. Please do not be discouraged when you start out small, because when you start out small, that means you can start out with amazing connections and great relationships with your audience that you can't do when you have millions of people listening. Number three, building relationships makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Number four, publishing consistently. You may hear husbands sometimes joke, I told my wife I loved her when I married her, so if anything changes, I'll let her know. But I'm sure, and I really, really hope, you know the importance of consistently reinforcing your love and commitment for each other and in the ways that are best understood by each other in a marriage, in a relationship like that. In fact, husbands, here's a fun test. Ask your wife if she would rather have a dozen roses today or one rose per week for the next 12 months. Or you could change that. Say, would you rather hear me tell you seven times today that I love you? Or would you rather hear me tell you I love you every day of this week? Most likely, your wife would choose the option of spreading it out, that consistency, that renewal. Consistency is key to really any form of intimacy. And think about this. Friends who don't stay connected with each other drift apart. Spouses who don't spend consistent time with each other usually feel neglected in some way. Because of the time-shifted nature of podcasts, it's easy for people to structure aspects of their lives around a podcast release schedule or to have regular patterns to their weeks and the podcasts that they consume are part of that. For example, I see and listen to new episodes of School of Podcasting, She Podcast, or Lipson's show, The Feed, every Monday morning. If they weren't consistent, my Mondays wouldn't feel the same. Likewise, one of my all-time favorite podcasts, That Story Show with James Kinnison, formerly known as Nobody's Listening, is on hiatus. And because of that, my lawn mowing is not as enjoyable because I would save that podcast, a fun, clean comedy podcast, for when I would mow the yard and that would make mowing the yard a little bit more bearable to me since I absolutely hate mowing the yard. That's why I would save the podcast for that. But now that the podcast is on hiatus, I don't have those episodes. So I have to find something else to listen to while I'm mowing the yard. And it's not as fun for me. Similarly, there are certain podcasts that I know will publish immediately after other podcasts. So when I'm listening to them in my podcast player, I just know such and such podcast will play after this one. I, I can't even name them necessarily. It's just that that feeling that 
if a podcast is missing from there, I know, wait a minute, I don't usually hear that theme song than that other theme song. There, there's some other theme song here that I'm usually used to sharing. One of those kinds of things is now going to end because uh, The Real Brian's show, ProfitCast, has now been retired. It had its last episode recently. It's, it was one of my favorite podcasts about podcasting. Brian did a great job with that show. In the last few episodes were value-packed. So certainly he had a good run with that show. And it's neat to see him moving on to other things. ProfitCast would always play, at least in my app, right before Paul Culligan's show, The Podcast Report. So it was a very natural blend to me to hear those. But when one is missing, that blend is lost. That regular pattern that I'm used to is gone. This daily or weekly routine starts to establish a deeper connection with each new episode and your audience may build their lives, at least to some degree, around that schedule or they get used to that kind of thing. And when it's missing, it hurts that relationship a little bit. But when that consistency is there, you're strengthening that intimacy. That's why number four, publishing consistently makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Number five, taking content everywhere makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Because podcasts are consumed primarily via download, and and please don't believe what you hear from certain advertisers who say, oh, streaming is taking over podcasts. No, it's still largely a download medium. And people download stuff for many different reasons. Even if you simply press play on an episode, it is still downloading. It's not live streaming or streaming in really any technical term, depending on the app you're using. But because most podcasts are consumed via download, most people can take those episodes with them everywhere, thanks to the proliferation of smartphones and other mobile devices. Audio consumption significantly trumps video consumption because we can listen to audio in more places than we can watch video or read text. Many people will listen while driving, mowing, cooking, cleaning dishes, folding laundry, working at their jobs, and and even using the restroom. Okay, admit it, you have listened to a podcast while sitting on the toilet. I will admit it, I have too, and I regularly do. But think about all of these different locations where you listen to podcasts and where you can take podcasts that you're consuming. These are places where other conversations are either impossible, like you don't see someone walking around behind you while you're mowing the yard having a conversation with you. If someone is doing that, there are probably some problems going on there. Someone needs some help. It's it's impossible to carry a conversation with that kind of thing. It's it's not really possible to carry a conversation while you're working. And there are also other places where conversations would be unwelcome. I'll be transparent here. I do not like having a conversation through the bathroom door. When I'm taking care of business on the inside of the bathroom, I don't want notes passed under the door. I don't want conversations happening through the door, anything like that. I'm busy. Please talk to me when I'm out. But I'll listen to podcasts then. You might listen to podcasts then too. Because we can take this content everywhere with us and consume it everywhere, 
on the plane, uh, places where we don't even have an internet connection because of the great nature of podcasts being downloadable. So you can download them to your device and listen to them without Wi-Fi or any kind of cell signal. This makes podcasting more intimate than other media. You can't listen to live radio from an airplane. You can't watch television from an airplane. You shouldn't watch videos while you're driving a car. Please, please don't. You shouldn't read while you're driving the car. It's completely unsafe to do that. But you can listen to content. That's why I think taking content everywhere is one of the reasons podcasting is more intimate than other media. That's number five. Number six, engaging with real people makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Although podcasts can certainly engage with inflated personalities, I would call them, like especially in business-related interview shows where someone is on there and they're bringing their business side and they are all gung-ho and on fire about whatever thing and they're presenting their information. They're basically marketing to an audience. A lot of podcasts bring real conversations with real people. That could come through an interview, but it doesn't have to be only an interview. So when you're thinking about having real conversations and being real with your audience and bringing real stories, your mind should not immediately go to interview because even the interaction you have with your audience through your content can be a way to have real conversations and be a real person. You'll rarely hear radio shows refer to the same listener multiple times, but you hear this often in podcasts. Like how many times have you heard, for example, Steve Stewart referenced in different podcasts about podcasting because Steve Stewart loves podcasts about podcasting and he listens to many of them. He engages with many of them and he's built relationships with many of the hosts. And you hear me and other podcasters reference certain audience members on a regular basis. And what's really cool is that sometimes because of the more social nature of podcasts, it's possible for you to already know that other person, even if not in person, like you've met them in an event, but you've engaged with them on social networks too, or in communities or being part of this tribe as a follower of your favorite podcast. So when you mention another real person, your audience knows who that real person is, or they may know who it is. That's engaging with real people. The other thing to consider is from your perspective as the podcaster, podcasting doesn't require a degree in broadcasting or any kind of professional training. Yes, that can help you in many ways. And I have a background in professional speaking and production, and I do believe that has significantly helped my ability to podcast, but that's not required. And that's the amazing beauty of podcasting is that you can have the audacity to podcast. That's why I named my show that. The audacity, the courage, the guts, the boldness to podcast, regardless of your background. You could be highly educated or have no education at all. You could be wealthy. You could be poor. It really doesn't matter. And, and because we all come from these different backgrounds, we have equal opportunity to get into podcasting, to reach a global audience. This kind of power 
has not existed before, especially to be able to use our voice, our authentic voice to communicate with a global audience that hasn't existed before podcasting in in very broadly accepted ways. Because of this, podcasters, many of them, will be on the same level as their audience. Yes, you may be one, two, or a few steps ahead of your audience, but you are generally on the same level. They may see you as a celebrity, but as they get to know you, they see you as another regular human being, another mere mortal just like them. And more than authenticity, this makes you relatable as people see how much alike you two are. And they realize, wow, he struggles with that thing too. Wow, he puts his pants on the same way I do, that way that we joke about it often. But it's true. You discover that these people are very much like you. They're not saying, oh yeah, the other day I was struggling with my $2 million Porsche. And I'm sure all of you out there struggle with your $2 million Porsche as well. That's not relatable. But when you are authentic and at times when appropriate and relevant, transparent with your audience, they get to see you're a real human being with real issues. You live a real life. You have real struggles, real victories, real interests, and that engagement with real people makes podcasting more intimate than other media. And that's number six. Number seven, connecting through social media makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Podcasting is deeply connected with social media. Facebook, Twitter, and many other social networks are actually foundational to podcast engagement and growth. And many people will see those social networks as crucial ingredients to starting and growing their podcasts. This nature of social networks, and that is that it's social, makes podcasting also inherently more social than a broadcast medium built on broadcasting ideas. What is the broadcasting idea? It is one person reaching out to many people and probably not hearing back from them. It's like you write a book. Millions of people may read that book. They don't all interact with you. And you may not even care to interact with them at all. There are many movies that show the book author is the person who's completely disconnected with society and doesn't like being around other human beings. I know that's stereotype or cliche or makes fun of authors, and, and that's not always the case. But with the core broadcasting idea of broadcasting one to many, it's not about engagement or connection or being social. It's about broadcasting. How is podcasting different? Podcasting is about being social. It's about being engaging. Yes, there are aspects of broadcasting to podcasting because, yes, it's you with your microphone reaching an audience of tens, hundreds, thousands, whatever it is. But don't you love that engagement? Don't you love to hear from your audience? Don't you love to connect with them through social media? Something I've recently started doing again on social networks is I use a tool, Social Jukebox. There's another tool called Edgar, and there are tools like this that allow you to schedule tweets or social posts to go out on a regular basis, recurring pattern, whatever you want to set up. 
one of the things that I did is I came up with several questions for podcasters and I loaded them up into a queue so that one of these questions would go out every day. And it's not promoting something of mine. It's not saying, hey, buy this product or this solution. It's not anything like that. It's an engaging thing. And when I see those replies come in from people answering that question, I respond to them as well. It's an opportunity for me to engage, to connect through social media. It's around this idea of podcasting, which is what the Audacity Podcast is about. So it's engaging with my audience. And when you build on social networks like that, podcasting becomes social too. And in fact, most people would lump podcasts with social media not with traditional broadcasting because of that connection that we can have with our audience. And that's number seven, connecting through social media makes podcasting more intimate than other media. And number eight, focusing on the niches makes podcasting more intimate than other media. I'll take a risk here and make an absolute statement. No great relationship ever starts with something like this. Do you like breathing oxygen? No way. Me too. Let's be best friends forever. (laughs) Everyone likes breathing oxygen. If you doubt that, just take a deep breath and think about it. It's way too broad. It's the narrow similarities that make deeper connections. Or, in another word, the niche or for the British people in my audience, the niche. The more niche interests you share with another person, the easier it is to connect with them, even despite their differences. You discover, you had so-and-so as your math teacher too? So did I. Hey, did you ever notice that they do this? Or did you ever see such and such? You build that deeper connection. Or when I go to places and I mention that I have a podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time, When someone says, oh, I love that TV show, boom, I've got a better connection with that person. And then we can start talking about that deeper connection and we could say, oh, did you see when the evil queen did that? What'd you think about that? Or here's my theory about this. And we can talk for hours sometimes on these things. And that's why podcasts exist is many of us will talk for hours about these niches, even with nobody listening, because we could carry that conversation on for hours. Focusing on the niches makes podcasting more intimate because those niches are where the deeper connections are made. I ask this question inside of Podcaster Society. That's my community for podcasters who want to improve their art of podcasting, whether that be for hobby and they don't plan to monetize it, or it's for business and they do need to monetize it. We could all improve our podcasts. Check it out at podcasterssociety.com. If you've ever wanted to be more closely connected with other podcasters and make your podcast better, Podcaster Society is for you. But Max Flight from Airplane Geeks Podcast said, I think one factor driving the intimacy of podcasts is that many have a narrowly focused topic and target audience. In that environment, the producers and the consumers share a very specific interest. The conversation that results are thus more meaningful to those participating. And that's number eight, focusing on the niches makes podcasting more intimate than other media. Again, these eight things that make podcasting more intimate than other media are number one, being authentic. Number two, speaking directly to individuals. Number three, building relationships. 
Number four, publishing consistently. Number five, taking content everywhere. Number six, engaging with real people. Number seven, connecting through social media. And number eight, focusing on the niches. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And if there's something that you would like to add to this that you think also makes podcasting more intimate than other media. So please comment on the show notes for episode 279 at com slash intimate. And I'd love to continue the conversation with you there. Speaking of conversation, I had a great conversation with Gordon Firemark about what you must know about the law and your podcast. We did a live free webinar recently and discussed that, had a lot of great questions. There was not enough time to answer all of the good questions, but we had so much good content to share, or rather Gordon did because he's an expert at this. He is an intellectual property lawyer and he shared all kinds of great content, great answers to help you make sure that your podcast is legal, that you'll stay out of prison, that you won't get sued, that you can protect your intellectual property, your creative work with your podcast, and make sure that you're doing things in the most appropriate way possible as far as the law and your podcast. The replay for that is now part of Podcaster Society. So if you want to go rewatch that webinar, And it's got great content. In fact, there were so many great questions that what we decided to do is to have Gordon Firemark back for a members-only webinar where he will be answering the specific questions of the audience at that time and talking about specific scenarios and giving guidance on, is this okay to do? Is this not okay to do for your podcast? But if you want to hear that webinar replay and participate in that future Q&A or maybe that future Q&A has already been recorded and you want access to that and all of the other great training, the community, the support, the encouragement, the resources that come along with Podcasters Society, then join over at podcasterssociety.com. Special thanks to Divine Yoganista from Canada who wrote this kind review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes. She said, value-packed and well-produced, definitely worth the listen if you're a podcaster. I also subscribe to Daniel's email list, and I've been getting a lot of super useful tips to get reviews on my new podcast. I'm brand new to podcasting, and I feel that I'm in good hands with Daniel. Can't wait to dive into the archives. Thanks, Daniel. You rock. Thank you very much, Divine Yoganista. I believe her name is Caroline. So thank you very much, Caroline, if I I did do my research correctly, and that is your name. Thank you for that kind review in iTunes. I really appreciate that. It encourages me, and it helps other people see why they should listen to the podcast as well. If you want your own international podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, like I get, every day before I record my podcast episode, then go sign up for my podcast reviews over at mypodcastreviews.com. It's free if you have a personal podcast that's not about business, it's not from a business, it's not sponsored by a business. For personal use only, you can get a free plan over there that has certain limits on it. Or if you want access to all of the great features and more frequent updates and a lot of other cool stuff, then join as a premium member. That's only $5 a month. And you can monitor more podcasts as well. That's at mypodcastreviews.com. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share it on social networks and comment on it as well. Go to the show notes for episode 279 at com slash intimate. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. 
I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com and on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.